0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to TruePrint for Life. We are so excited to be here today. As you know, I'm your co-host, Mylène Sambois,
1: And I am your host, Christina Vera. We have such a treat in store for all of you today. As you know, here at TruePrint for Life, we talk a lot about business, lifestyle. But finance is a huge, huge component in terms of, you know, all of our episodes, really. We always kind of tailor it back to, you know, how does money play a part in this or what do we need to be thinking about from a finance structure? And as you know, we love to bring guests on that have real expertise in these industries. And so today we have a heavy hitter, uh, Mr. Perry Jeffries himself. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with Perry Jeffries, he is the President of Diamond Equity Advisors, uh, which is a registered investment advisory and business consulting firm here in Columbus, Ohio, with clients really across the country. Uh, as a traditional financial advisor, Perry's firm offers financial planning. Asset management, investing, insurance, retirement planning to individuals and businesses. As a fractional CFO, Perry consults six to seven figure entrepreneurs. One day that will really oh, be Jesus, us. Make and it small businesses in the area of cash management, profitability, debt reduction, and retirement and tax Planning. Wow. Mr. Perry, wow. I mean, that was a lot to say. Yes. I mean, my goodness. But Perry, welcome and thank you for being thank here. Thank you so
2: much, ladies. This is awesome. Yes. Happy to be here.
1: We're excited to be here. And so, Perry, before we dive, directly into what a lot of people are talking about right now in terms of like investments, the stock market, is it the right time for buying a house? I mean, I think there's so much economic change, especially when we're seeing gas prices as high as they are or groceries now being almost three times what the typical consumer household would be spending. Um, So I think people right now are really, we're just, we're trying to figure it out. And leaning on experts like yourself are really, really critical. Um, So we really want to dive into that. But before we do, um, we, you know, really want to hear more about just who's Perry. Like, Tell us a little bit about your background and really kind of what led you into an industry such as finance.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, So um, first and foremost, I love what you guys are doing here. This is absolutely awesome. Uh, Very timely, right? Um, So first and foremost, uh, with my daughters in the room, I guess you'll say I'm a dad. Yep, they're not talking. (laughs) So first and foremost, I'm a dad. Um, uh, Also to a child of God, Uh, definitely a follower in that sense, and and definitely my North Star with a lot of things they do with our clients. Um, In addition to that, you know, from Akron, Ohio, originally, uh, been in Columbus now, um, be 20 years or actually over 20 years here soon. And, um, been in this financial uh, service industry for 20 years, oddly enough. I was looking at the numbers and I actually got a license as a stockbroker broker back in 2003. So in 2023, next year, it'll be 20 years in the industry. And every one of those years in the industry, I've always advised clients, whether it was a small business owner or individuals around finance and money. And, um... Recently, um, when I say recently, as of around 2014, uh, we started to pivot and move more towards helping entrepreneurs and small business owners. And I'll dive a little bit more into that. But from a professional standpoint, that's where we are. Um, You've already covered licenses and and things of that nature. But what I will share um, to put a bow on top as far as my professional experience is um, our vision as a company uh, which we hold just very, very true and, and close to our hearts, is to close the wealth gap. And for those who don't know, by the year 2053, uh, black and brown people are projected to have zero median net worth by that year. Zero? So zero. Zero. Not 100,000. Not 100, Zero. Not t- zero. Oh, God. Which is really alarming when you start to think about it because you start, we're seeing, starting to see where the income gap is getting more narrow, mm-hmm. but the wealth gap is getting wider. So that's something to really pay attention to. So um, when I think about that, that's really where our company vision is. And then I tie that back to maybe um, kind of your initial question like, how did I get into this industry and kind of personal experience? And I uh, really attribute everything to my parents. So uh, growing up in Akron, Ohio, uh, my dad had his philosophy of, you know, you need to have an A, B, C, and D hustle, right? In his terms, he was saying you need to have multiple streams of income, right? Mm-hmm. And it was never, hey, you need to be an entrepreneur. So my dad, who's uh, who retired as a firefighter, uh, my mom, who retired um, from um, from a corporate uh, corporate position, if you will, in retail, always instilled hard work, mm-hmm. and always instilled, you need to go out here and get this money. So just to keep it 100 so i tell the story i was uh, doing a keynote at ohio state years ago and this was my mornings right it was wake up at five o'clock in the morning because we had a paper out and it started out with me having 30 customers and my mom saw where i was making some money next thing i know we had over 800.
1: wow so
2: it was a full-blown business. So wake up at five o'clock in the morning, paper out. If you ever had a paper out, there are no days off, right? Right. So you learn consistency and perseverance and dealing with the code and not making excuses, right? So from there, uh, my father had a business called PJ and Sons Tree Trimming and Removal. So y'all probably didn't realize I was a lumberjack in a former lifetime. So <laughs> no, <laughs> right? no. a lot of people don't know that, right? Okay. So, so wake up in the morning, throwing papers, Right, They got to be out by 6.30. Then in the summertime, go directly from throwing papers to um, potentially cutting down trees. But even before that, my father, who was real big on volunteering, had us volunteering. So I was a swim instructor at the age, I think, 10 years old. I think I was the youngest swim instructor ever for the Red Cross and learn learn to swim program because I learned how to swim so early because my dad's a swim instructor. So we're both lifeguards. So we'd do that in the summertime. And then he had this crazy job where it was like we picked up trash on the side of the highway. So you would see the convicts out there, but they was on one side, and we was on the other side and he called it the route. So I, I, crack, I crack on them all the time because I had my daughters up one morning at six o'clock and they're like, why you got those babies up so early? I'm like, are you serious right now?
1: Don't they forget?
2: <laughs> are you serious I don't know right what now? what is
1: it with these grandparents. Oh, they oh, act like they forgot everything they did. They're Are you serious right, right now?
2: So long story short, man, to kind of just uh, tie it all together, my parents always taught me, you know, to always have a different stream of income. But where what they didn't have access to was how to create wealth. Mm -hmm. And what I tell folks all the time, looking at my parents, and that's not a slight on them because it's just a matter they didn't have access to the information that's available now or it was available then, but nobody to really put them onto it. It was no reason for my parents not to be multimillionaires. Mm-hmm. My mom, who's a hard worker, uh, she finished up at, in retail, but she was one of the first women to work a assembly line at General Tire. She worked at Chrysler, like one of the hardest working women you ever want to meet. Just an absolute beast when it comes to that. And my dad's the same way. Easily, had they had the right systems in place mm-hmm. and the right advisors, could have lived off of one income. Oh, and not to mention my dad is also a referee. So he's a basketball and a track referee. So like we hustle, and that's what I grew up with. But we didn't have any structure, or systems, or, or an advisor to say, "Hey, live on this one income, and stack these other five incomes you have coming in, and invest those dollars." Mm-hmm. Had they had that in place, multimillionaires. They didn't have that in place, so you know they're retired now. But you know they, uh, they're 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 living. They're down here with us. But where could their life had been? But also too how could they have set me and my sister up more so for the future, right? Mm -hmm. So that's really when I say that vision of closing the Wealth Gap one business at a time is because with the right tools and access to right information, we can close the Wealth Gap because people aren't lazy. They are here getting money. They just really don't know what to do with it and who to trust.
0: They don't have the tools.
2: Yeah.
1: And I like that you say that because, you know, especially with social media, I think there's this like... There's this notion of like getting money, right? Whether mm-hmm. you, if you're not, if you don't have multiple hustles, you're not hustling. But then there is this, you know, I also feel like there's this misrepresentation of Mm. what getting money really means. Mm. And because you can be like how your parents were, where you got five, six hustles happening, but you're not creating wealth. And nobody really stops to educate people on, it's not about being busy if there's no profitability Mm. in that process. And so talk to us a little bit about just, you know, in your experience and obviously, you know, what you see now in the clients that you work with, as entrepreneurs, and maybe you're not an entrepreneur, because I, I'm very big on entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so really playing in the wheelhouse that makes yeah. sense for you and your household. If I'm not an entrepreneur and I have no desire to be an entrepreneur, how can I start making the decisions I need to make so that I don't necessarily have to wait to my 70s to retire? Yeah. So how do I make my money work for me? But then if I am an entrepreneur, you know, seeing now what you've mentioned in terms of Understanding that, you know, having all these businesses is great, but really understanding what to do with the money and how to diversify that money, what would you say kind of is a starting point for either for one of those clients? Yeah,
2: Yes. Yeah. So um great question. Um a lot to unpack there. And I'm gonna start off by simplifying it by saying this so for, uh, for the listeners here, right? So whether you're on the books. As an entrepreneur, so you got your LLC and your EIN number and all of that stuff that you hear that you got to have, you know, uh, I'm from social media experts, or you're not an entrepreneur, you still need to learn how to run a business because your household is the most important corporation you'll ever be a part of. So whether you're actually in business or you own a business or you work in a nine to five, uh, and definitely no slight to the people who are working nine to fives, you still need to know how to run a business because what it really comes down to is cash flow right? So in business, you're a healthy business when you have healthy cash flows and to your point profits. In your household, you know what? It's just the income, the revenue's coming in from some, someplace different, but it's still about having healthy cash flows. So if we level set there and, and for the listeners, we're talking to all of you. So whether, again, you have an LLC or S Corp, SC Corp, doesn't matter. This is for everybody, right? What I learned over the years and when I came into the industry 20 years ago, it was all about what people, you know, the TV shows, right? You know what I'm saying? So we think about the movie Wall Street and somebody up there like, oh, buy this, sell, 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 buy, buy, buy. And people thought that's what we actually did. And to a certain extent, when I got into the industry, we were kind of trained that way, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But as I start to evolve and really kind of dig into uh, the issues that people have, what I realized was people didn't have a plan. So though we're licensed to deal with all these different products stocks and mutual funds and crypto and insurance and things of that nature Ultimately, it comes down. Do you have a written blueprint a plan? And what I mean by that is this If we were building our dream home Right. So, you know, we found an acre or two. We're building our dream home. Who was the absolute first contractor? You're gonna hire Hopefully you're hiring the architect because if you're hiring the plumber first <laughs> right, or the person right. doing HVAC or the electrician first, they don't even know where to put stuff, right. right? So you hire the architect so you can at least map everything out. How many bedrooms you want to have? You know, uh, how many levels? You want a five level split, right? Uh, do you want a basketball court? Like all of those things, you need to have that in on paper. So what you're doing is getting your dreams and desires out in front and then work with a professional to help map that out. After you do that, it's kind of easy to start plugging stuff in and be like, okay, well, we want this. Okay, this is what we need to do. So having that blueprint is the absolute first thing to do. Um, But this is where the challenge I think lies is this. And I was talking to a good friend of mine about this the other day. There's a trust issue, right? There's a trust issue. Who can I trust, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And there's also an information issue, not in a sense of lack of information, but I think almost over- Mm -hmm. It's too much information too much, right? You jump on IG. You got people (laughs) talking about, you can do this, you can do that. You're on Facebook. You got people talking about, Oh, you should be trading Forex. Oh no, you should be doing this. Oh no. you Right. So it's like all these people, Oh no, you can build wealth through credit. It's so much information out there that you really don't even know how to decipher it through Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, so, you know, yes, you need to have a plan, but first and foremost, I think you got to find, you know, an advisor, uh, a consultant, a coach, or whatever the case may be, someone who speaks your language in terms that you can understand and be able to kind of uh, uh, be that, um, you know, break down that 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 language barrier. Mm-hmm. Because financial literacy is just like any other language. Yeah. Right? So I know the sisters in here, you know what I'm saying? Y'all speak, you know what I'm saying? You got you the sexy it. Spanish, yes. right? right. So, <laughs> yes. so the deal is like, uh, if I were to go over to Dominican, right, and post up and they're speaking the language and I can't speak it, I'm automatically at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm like, okay, well, shoot, I need somebody to help translate this for me. So when you find your person, you gotta find somebody to help you translate. So it's cause it's a language barrier. Mm-hmm. So if I was to tie that all together, uh, Christine, I would say this, you need to have a plan, but you need to be working with somebody who, who you can connect with and who can be that translator. Because ultimately what it comes down to is financial literacy. If you don't understand the language of finance, <laughs> everything seems like noise. And then right. you're like, I don't know what's what.
0: And so, I don't trust everything. So when I see stuff on IG or people send me stuff on IG, which I get all the time, like, oh, I heard that. I said, yeah, I cannot say that's true. Let me just talk to Perry. Because okay. I know Perry knows. And many times it's like, that's incorrect. What they didn't tell you was. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I know it sounded too good to be true. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate having someone that I trust for years, that I know is gonna give it to me straight, that speaks my language, right? Because I think a lot of some financial advisors are, they use some big terms oh. that I, I, I need like an acronym and a dictionary to figure out what it is, right? I'm <laughs> like, well, what, how you spell that? I gotta Google that now. Right. But you, I appreciate that you are very down to earth and you simplify not to make it sound like we're dumb, but in a way that we feel actually very empowered. So I really appreciate that. That's oh, why I keep referring you. people to you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you. come to me, I'm like, no, girl, I cannot manage your money. But I know somebody that
2: can. I appreciate yeah. that. Yes. I appreciate that. But to your point, just to add on to that, it's about a relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times we, and especially on the social media side, it seems very transactional, mm-hmm. right? Okay, cool. Oh, but just go buy, go buy this stock or go buy this crypto or trade this and, and, and oh, get this insurance and become your own bank. And it's very transactional. Right mm-hmm. versus do you have somebody that you can rock with on an ongoing basis? Because stuff changes. You know awesome. what I'm saying? Marital status changes, uh, children's status changes, you change jobs, you, you start a business, right? You kind of want to have somebody who already knows your backstory right. versus trying to go and trying to tell you to tell your new story to everybody, you know what I'm saying? Somebody new, you kind of mm-hmm. want to have somebody in the trenches which you like, oh, but this is what we did. Oh, I already know what's going on here, right? So now kind of going back to that same analogy of building a house. So let's say we got the house built, right? And you're like, yo, just find out we're about to have triplets. Well, we're going to have to build some extra bedrooms. So, but we already got the house built. Now it's just adding the additional rooms, mm-hmm. right? So again, mm-hmm. having that, that relationship. So that's why it's so important to have somebody that you can rock with, who doesn't talk over your head. Like me personally, I hate being in a room with financial advisors. I'm like, oh, here we go. Everybody's going to show how smart they are. <laughs> yeah, that's <Right>? true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's, that's real.
1: And, it's, and I like that you kind of started off like to have a written plan because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, because I think America as a whole, we're very driven on um, economic status. Yeah. And so but for some of us, you know, that might not be necessarily not that it's not important, but I think when you talk about writing a plan, you're really trying to figure out, what are your goals? Yeah. Like, maybe it's not that I want to be a millionaire. Maybe it's just that I want to be able to retire at a certain age. Or I want to make sure that my kids have the ability to go to college if they so choose. Or I have investment capital to help them start a business. So I I really appreciate the fact that you talk about the plan first, because then it really... You know there's no fluff in that it's between you and you really yourself initially yeah. like what are my goals what do it what is it that for me in this journey of building wealth or building just a financial blueprint what are what are the goals for me in my household and then from there i think being able to talk with experts like yourself you kind of go in the gate knowing like listen i'm i'm not interested in being a multi-millionaire i just want to be able to retire at 55 wow. and i want to be able to have enough money And as you're seeing with inflation right now, um, that's something I definitely want to kind of transition into, you know, even thinking about inflation and thinking about, you know, for some of us who are still millennials or younger in the, the workforce kind of game, how do we really plan for what we don't really know what to expect? Yeah. And, you know, we see the housing market is bananas, which I know you Nuts. personally you know, oh, <laughs> you God. just bought, you finally found a house <laughs> yeah. after a while. Yeah,
2: yeah. Almost two years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And
1: so it's crazy right now into thinking about, and it's a little stressful too, especially for, I think for people who are planning for other people as well, whether yeah. you're a parent or taking care of, you know, parents or just yourself. It's like, how do we really start? Like we can have the plan, right, and think about what's priority to us, but then what makes sense for what we're seeing right now? Because yeah. I think sometimes there's a lot of stress in thinking about okay, when I'm 65, but what about today? Yeah, like I gotta have I gas. I may not make it, to I, you know, bars. like God willing. No, don't say that. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm abundant. I'm gonna live yeah. forever. But what if I don't? But like, don't yeah, doubt. but like what we're seeing right now, I think it has people on edge because yeah. gas is like crazy for us. N- nuts. For us, like here in yeah. the Midwest, we've never paid, and I know yeah. in certain states like California and things, but we've never been in the $5 range. I was
0: upset with three. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm like, actually, go back to three. Yeah. yeah go that, back that, to that, four. That, that
2: five hit different. <laughs> yeah. That five, hit that five even the <laughs> 498, you, you, I think yeah. you're
1: like still playing yeah, with yeah, me a little yeah, bit. You, you, you know, post that gas
2: tank differently. Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't mind okay. driving You start questioning <laughs> your whole
1: life. Like, do I really need to go? Do Can I, we have a Zoom meeting? Do I really? Is it really that important? It's definitely a Zoom meeting. Yeah. It's a Zoom meeting. So. I mean, Perry, like it's so it's so Perry. true because I've been stressed about it, like, <laughs> wait a minute, these gas prices and and you know and even like the cost of food right now, yeah. like that you know, and I think as a parent, like my kids, I've, I'm not gonna lie, like we've gotten them real accustomed to a lot of things that are not necessity facts. It's just all like, oh, you want Chick-fil-A? As no once. problem. <laughs> you want Starbucks? No problem. And now <laughs> I'm like, "Son, we're not no, like no, no, we ain't doing, we're that, right doing that." We're not and doing so, that. And right so, based on what you're seeing <laughs> as an expert, like how do we how do we not necessarily come from a place of like scarcity or like shifting a mindset of being like oh i'm i'm not going to have because That's i don't fear. believe in that approaching finances or planning in that way but like what are you seeing and what are some tips and best practices that we as individuals can control like in our household in our everyday planning as we're seeing so much change economically. How to be proactive, right? Yeah. Like yeah. how can we start being proactive now?
2: Yeah, that's that's real talk. Um, so let's go back two years, right? So pandemic rose through, we shut down, you know, people aren't working, stressed out, the unknown happened. And um I think I shared something around that time that said, Hey, with the pandemic, the lesson that it's teaching us is you have to be prepared for the unknown not to happen, right? Mm-hmm. The, uh, so when you think about it, a crisis is something that just hasn't happened before That's something that we now have to learn how to navigate. So when you think about planning, especially when you start to deal with your finances, you have to think about along these lines. I like to plan worst case scenario, mm-hmm. right? always playing worst case scenario and really the simplistic way of, of approaching this without getting into like, this is what your portfolio should look like. And you should be doing this is literally knowing your numbers, yeah. right? So to your point, kids getting accustomed to, you know, Chick-fil-A and Starbucks, these chicks over here to my right, right, Hey, where you want to go to celebrate? Well, let's go. Can we do Smith and Lewinsky? Okay. So, <laughs> so, so I didn't jack myself totally right, up, right? All the way. right? So, but the deal is you have to know your numbers. So I was running payroll this morning for the company, and literally I can tell you to the penny what my burn rate is for my business. So when I say burn rate, and so we understand it's like, okay, what, is, what are my monthly fixed expenses? You're, you'll be surprised how many folks when, you, when we start the planning process we're like hey so do you know what your monthly fixed expenses are and it's like well it's around three to five thousand no we need to know whether or not it's it, it, is it three thousand one hundred twenty five dollars and seventy two cents like right. if we understand those numbers right. and start to really uh, uh start to build on that then we know if we know that for example if we know that your monthly fixed expenses are three thousand well then we know that we need to ideally have about six to nine thousand set aside to cover, hey, the what ifs. What if I lose my job today? If we do that in what we call our now buckets, well, then we we know we have an emergency cushion. So everything else now becomes noise, right? Because like, okay, we know lose a job. Okay, we can still pay the bills, right? So that's the first thing, just knowing your numbers. And then after you start to really know your numbers, when you start to think about the inflation piece, right? Inflation, last number I saw, CPI number came around, I think it was like eight to 8.3%, if I'm not mistaken. So year over year, inflation, so the cost of goods and services for the listeners, so you guys understand what that inflation is, is 8.3%, right? Well, then you start to understand that, well, if the cost of goods and services are going up 8.3%, where do I go to have my money grow at that rate? Well, if you look at the stock market over years, right, this average, you know what I'm saying, let's say seven to 9%. So if you weren't in the market before, you haven't been growing your money. So what's been happening is you've been losing money to inflation. So if inflation before it got this high, you know, what are we making in the savings account right now? Less than 1%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're making less than 1% in the savings account and inflation now cranked up to three, five, six, seven, eight percent, you're losing money by having too much money in the savings account. So again, it kind of gets back to knowing your numbers. Well, what are my fixed monthly expenses? $3,000 a month. Okay, I got six, so I have two months set aside, right? And then what do I have nine, three months set aside? Now, what do I do with those other dollars, right? So then you get into, okay, now you have, probably may have to work with an expert on this on the, in this scenario, right? And be like, hey, I wanna try to keep up with inflation. Now you can start to navigate that piece and know where to invest the money, right? So in this particular market that we're dealing with right now, it's kind of the perfect storm, unfortunately, right? So housing market is crazy, mm-hmm. super high. Um, I was talking to a, a respected uh, a contact today that we may start to see some correction on this mm-hmm. because, you know, when the pandemic hit, you know, uh, a lot of folks, you couldn't, mortgage companies couldn't foreclose on people. Yeah. Well, that has been lifted now. Yeah. And I've been told, you know what I'm saying, by one of my contacts with a major mortgage co- mortgage company that they're now starting to see the influx of foreclosures wow. coming okay. in, right, which again comes down to did we know our numbers, right? right? So literally, um, I will say this, it's knowing your numbers and then understanding that in this environment we're dealing with right now, inflation is through the roof, housing market is nuts, right? Um, um, The stock market is crashing, right? You know what I'm saying? It's already corrected, we're already into the bear cycle. But how did that impact your household per se? Like how much of it is noise? Mm-hmm. and how much of it is something that you truly have to navigate, mm-hmm. right? Because if you know your budget and you're like, okay, we're at 3000 but are you spending 5000
1: mm-hmm. Okay, so
2: just get back to spending 3000 Like, so, so I know I'm oversimplifying it, but that's what I try to share with my clients is this, even with my business owners, it's just knowing your numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And if you see that cost go up in something, how many people have um, subscriptions or how many people have memberships that they don't use? Then it's just getting strategic with those numbers again and being like, well, I don't use this. Let me take that off. I'm not using this. Let me take this off. Mm-hmm. Where can I you know, get this for cheaper over here? So then you have to start really becoming a better consumer, yeah. right? You just trying to navigate that cash flow. Yeah. Now, that's um, one side of my brain that's telling me that. I have another side of my brain um, that's telling me this. So it was years ago I was meeting with a, a venture capitalist, and I was in his office, and this had to be circa... 2004, 2005. And he looked me dead in my face, and I'm a young dude at this time, and uh, way younger. Um, and uh, he says, Well, Perry, how do you advise your clients to navigate inflation? Because we was dealing with some inflationary pressures then. So I'm like, Oh, well, invest the dollars this way and get some dividends, and da 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 da. And he looked at me and said, Nope. Make so much bleep money that you don't care about the cost of gas. And I said, huh. Well, I like that
0: one. So that
2: one stuck out to me, right? Yeah. So literally, I was at the gym the other day, and somebody asked me about my truck. Like, oh, my God, you know what I'm saying? How much it costs to fill that up? I said, I ain't tripping. I said, uh, he said, you ain't, you ain't tripping? I said, nah, because I did a call at the beginning of the year saying that we were entering potentially entering a commodity super cycle. My commodity fund is up 40%. So yeah, I may be pouring more at the gas tape, but my portfolio is keeping up with that. Mm -hmm. So again, it's just understanding and start learning how to navigate those numbers. So it's not like a wand that can be waved. Everybody's going to approach it differently. And it really depends on where you are in your process. So are you a young person who's looking to accumulate? Are you somebody who's about to retire on a fixed income? Like it's different for everybody, but ultimately what it always comes down to is, do you truly know your numbers? And that's for personal and business.
0: And it's funny because so many times I think I have asked Perry, because people ask me this, so like, well, how much should I invest in Bitcoin? And how much should I do on this and that? And he's like, but do you know your numbers?
1: Yeah,
0: Right? Because you want I can't tell you how much you can invest until I know what your numbers are. Yeah. And I just be like, well, that's not the answer I want, Perry, but um, <laughs> like 5%, $2, right? Yeah. But that that's an advice I've been giving people. Like I personally have to work those numbers. Like what can I truly invest? Now I have investments, thank you, Perry, mm-hmm. but I would like to talk about the 40%, so maybe like that's another call, yeah. because I don't know about my percentages right now, <laughs> but I like the 40, yeah. and I'd like to get to that number. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: for sure.
1: Well, what I appreciated when um, my husband and I also met with Perry and we did our whole financial plan because we were those people that, that was like fun. we were like we want all these things but we didn't have no plan. We didn't write nothing down. That was there was fun. no blueprint. And plan. Um, yeah, and I'm an entrepreneur. My husband is not, and he he's definitely a very um, corporate America. We're just he's very nine to five, which I appreciate. I'm so grateful for. <laughs> um, but we're definitely very two different mindsets, and and so sitting down with Perry. I think was really eye opening for us because we were a little further along in certain ways than we thought we were, but we didn't know that, and so we sat down and looked at the numbers. Um, But what I appreciated about Perry's advice because we were like a lot of people like, do I invest? And Perry said, until you got this amount of money in a savings account, like it was real clear about like, are you like do you have you know, three to five months in a savings account mm-hmm. for the what ifs, for the mm-hmm. potential. When you experienced the what ifs, yeah. when the pandemic happened. Oh yeah, when the pandemic happened, like my husband was part of that industry that got furloughed Ooh, for yeah. a while. Oh, and yeah, so we sure. was like, you know, gratefully like... We really don't. We we haven't yet started to live outside of our means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were we were getting ready to. I'm not even gonna lie. We were yeah. like, you End know what? You met with Perry. We just gonna buy. No, <laughs> it was even before that. I think God just stepped in. Like, no, this is not about to happen right now, <laughs> because we were like looking at a house that really was like, okay, we could make it work. Yeah. But we really didn't have like, and and so when Perry was like, well, before we even talk about you know, stocks, because there is, it does fluctuate. There's no mm-hmm. real guarantee in certain mm-hmm. areas. So like, are you prepared to take that L and, and yeah. how is that going to affect your monthly household? Yeah. And so when he started to say that, it, sh- it kind of made us quickly think about like, eventually we want to get to that place where we can put in, like I already got like a little bit of an account going, but nothing major. But until we can hit a certain amount in a savings just for the what ifs, yep before we start rolling out like money that we are not necessarily okay with if we lose.
2: Yeah, so it's so cool because um, a lot of folks don't understand what the planning process is, right? And, and, And most people think, hey, when you hire a financial advisor, they're gonna come in and be like, oh, "Okay, we need to invest in this," or I'm gonna right. put you in this insurance product, and then, and I'm "But like, some
0: do though." Some do. Some yeah. do. Yeah, 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 yeah. The wrong people. They're yeah. yeah. wrong people. Yeah. do. You're, you're, you're absolutely yeah. right about
2: that, right? So, and and I used to be some people, right? Okay. Yo, know, that's how that's how I was Thanks trained when grown. I first. You're right. Right. that's how I was trained when I got into the industry 20 years ago, right? It wasn't about the plan. It's like, oh, this 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 uh, new investment is doing this, and we have this, right? Um, so our transition. Was really to get laser focused on the planning side, because what I started to find out, even on my personal finances, and for those you know who don't know my backstory, um, you know, before two thousand nine, uh, when we had that great recession back then, I had accumulated about a four million dollar real estate portfolio, twenty five units, I think I had, right, and you know that's what I'm saying past tense, because I don't have that anymore, and it's like whoa, how did the financial advisor, right, lose? guess what? Because it wasn't a plan. I didn't have any structure for my money. It was just like, oh, it's kind of one of those hustle mentalities. Hey, oh, I'll just go out and make more. Oh, I'll just go out and make more. And then when that market crashed and the bank stopped lending and we couldn't go and do that, you know, kind of run that game anymore, it's like, oh, we're losing everything, right? So I say that to say, to kind of go back to it, the plan gives you peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear people say, oh my God, you know, so I'm at the gym, like, oh my God, the market just Oh, you don't have a plan. I can tell you don't have a plan <laughs> yeah. because you're really upset about what just happened because the market correcting or going into a bear market is not anything new. It should be expected. Mm-hmm. It's almost equivalent like to somebody living in Florida and being shocked that a hurricane came through. Right. You know what hurricane <laughs> is coming through. Right. Yes. So if you have a plan and you've already, you know what I'm saying, have already factored that in, oh, you're like, oh, hurricane coming through. Okay, let me board up. We know right. the drill and hunker down and you're good, right? So that's where that plan really comes into play. So when I start realizing that, especially kind of dealing with that great recession, right? Because everybody was freaking out. Uh, banks were getting shut down, crazy foreclosures, the whole nine. If I didn't have a plan, and at that point in time, my, a lot of my clients didn't have a plan. So everybody's just freaking out. And when I started to get really good at planning, I don't care about that noise going out there because it hasn't impacted my plan. And again, you know what I'm saying? You guys kind of coming through uh, our program know that we simplify it into three buckets now, soon, and later on, y'all. And I'll share this with your audience too. So, um, audience, as you listen to this, I'm, I'm giving you a free financial plan structure um, because we, we, we're here with my girls, right? So, your now bucket money that's zero to the money that you need in zero to 12 months, right? How do you invest that money? You don't, you keep it in cash. So, if you want know you want to buy a house in six months, don't call me with your $5,000. Somebody, yo, P, how can I make some quick money? <laughs> no. How
0: can I make 100,000? No. no.
2: <laughs> you keep that in cash. Your soon money, money that you say, hey, I need this money in two to 10 years, right? A little bit more conservative, trying to keep up with inflation. Focus on, hey, we're trying to protect the principal, but we at least want to keep up with inflation. So our cash sitting in the bank, you know what I'm saying? Because we can't have it sitting in the bank because of inflation is at eight, we're making less than 1%. We're losing that game, right? Mm-hmm. So that soon bucket, two to 10 years, more conservative, at least trying to keep up with inflation, right? And in your later on bucket for the folks who are retiring, that's where you can be more aggressive. So that's where my crypto is. That's where my IRAs and 401ks are, right? Roth IRAs, that's in the later on bucket. So when I see the market crashing... I'm salivating like, whoo, I'm going to get some stuff for cheap, <laughs> right? We, we, we're Eastern right now, y'all, you know what I'm saying? A, a, a great shopping district. Like, if we used to slide over to DSW, would you rather go to DSW and pay full price or get the same shoes at a 30% discount?
0: Yeah, Marshall.
2: I want money. Yeah, I want <laughs> Right? Right? So so if you have your stuff broken down just into those three buckets, mm-hmm. pay, now now sit back and, li- and, see, and kind of listen to what's going on. It's like, okay, well, I got my now money, so I got three to six months of cash. That's done. Not tripping. My soon money is not being impacted by this too much. I'm still making income on that. Okay, great. And my later on money that I don't even plan for touching 10 plus years, it's on sale. The market's been full price for almost 20 years. It's been full price since the market uh, uh, bottomed out in March of 2009. Are we surprised in 2022 that the market is correcting? And No, you shouldn't be. Right. This should have happened probably five, seven years ago. So now, if you have a plan, now, sooner, or later on, Buckets, you're like, hmm, where's the opportunity right now, right? Mm-hmm. So again, having that plan takes a lot of emotion out the equation.
1: Yeah. it's true. And Perry, what, were, what are your thoughts, though? So I, I love that you always talk about cash, you know, being really um, intentional and strategic with cash. And there seems to be very two different types of information that I constantly find on the Internet in terms of credit versus cash, you know, yeah. there's an ideology of you know, there's a generation I feel like that's very uh, against credit. Um, but then there's some people who like use credit, maximize the ability to, with credit to be able to build, you know, a portfolio. To so, I guess I want to hear kind of your thoughts on the credit versus cash game, like For the cash sure. what's, and What's the real? For sure. What's the real tip there with that?
2: Man, um, great question. And I'll tie this even to the, the, old, uh, uh, the old age debate about what's better, term life insurance or whole life insurance, mm-hmm. right? They serve different purposes. So when we talk about the cash and credit piece, and it's funny you brought this up because I see a lot on the social media that, oh, you can go out and create wealth with credit. And it's like, okay, well, how do you create wealth with credit? So you got a you know 800 credit score. How do you turn that into wealth, right? And a lot of times they're not connecting the dots. So this is where I like to go with it. You need cash on hand at all times right cash is king but credit is queen and they can really work hand in hand with each other so like when i'm working with my business owners and again for for those who aren't entrepreneurs this can apply to you as well i believe in leveraging credit but not overextending to where i can't pay it off with my cash okay Mm -hmm. so let's go back to we talked about knowing our numbers And this is how I use the credit and cash game on my end. If I know my monthly expenses are $3,000 a month, I'm putting that $3,000 a month on a credit card that's getting me some points, some rewards, right? Mm -hmm. and then I'm paying that credit card off with the cash I already had ready to pay that off anyway. That month. So instead of using the, you know what I'm saying, so instead of using the cash on the front end, I'll use the credit, get the points, right? Because if you're getting travel rewards, you're getting cash back, you're getting points, you're literally effectively getting paid to pay your bills. Yeah. Now you've created some leverage for yourself, right? So I like that play for not only my business owners, you know what I'm saying, but for my non-business owners. So if I pull out my wallet right now, I have three American Express cards. I have one for the business, one for the family and one for my personal personal right so if i feel the urge to go to mr heroes and get a roman burger the family don't have to pay for that one i know that one's on me and but but they're linked to three separate accounts The business is linked to my business account, balance is paid off every month. The personal, you know what I'm saying, uh, for the family is linked to the joint account. So if we all go out to dinner, we know we're going out to dinner anyway, we put on the credit card, it pays right, we pay it right off. And the same way with the personal side, right? So I believe you have to have both. I don't think it's a matter of one is better than the other one. I think a lot of the disconnect is though, none of us were really taught how to use credit. And that's where you see a lot of the kind of this, this generation coming behind us, like, oh, you got to use credit, use credit. And they're using current credit in phenomenal ways, whereas kind of, uh, when I kind of think about my mom, uh, she has excellent credit and, but had a bunch of debt and kept getting more and more credit cards because she was paying stuff down and kind of the, oh, I'm gonna pay the minimum payment now. And okay, I'm gonna put a little extra on it when I hit that bingo and, and things of that nature, right? So she wasn't taught how to manage or leverage credit. Mm-hmm. If you can figure that piece out, I think you can really make some moves. So as far as like creating wealth with credit, I don't believe you can create wealth with credit, but I believe credit is one of those tools and in, in, inside the toolbox of the whole wealth creation piece. So wealth having good credit by itself, like you walking around with an 800 credit score with no cash in the bank, right. I mean, I don't know how we're creating wealth with that, right? You know. But I believe it is a valuable tool in a toolbox. Another case in point. So you mentioned we just closed on the house.
0: Mm-hmm. Congrats. Yep.
2: thanks. I appreciate that, Mad Love. And we just closed on the house, and, and and we went up top on this bad boy. So it's like, oh, goodness gracious, right?
1: Well,
2: let us but, know when the barbecues happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure your house is going to be crazy. I know it's going to be catered and everything. I'm very be excited. Crazy. <laughs> Wife, you're already talking about food trucks, I right? You know it was I'm what I right know, I'm like, you know,
1: client appreciation day. I for can't sure. wait. I'm excited. For sure,
2: it's going down.
0: I'm <laughs> like, I can't wait. It's going down. today.
2: going It's going down, right? For sure. So they took us up top. <laughs> you know what I'm saying just because the housing market was cra- crazy so we got the property right and but because my credit was so strong right i got a great interest rate right i have instant equity walking into the property right we're in an area where i believe that the uh, uh, depreciation is almost locked in yeah. just because of everything we're seeing in in columbus with intel yeah. facebook google and all those companies coming in right so when i broke that down and put that into my plan because I always was looking at the numbers. Yeah. I said, okay, they took me up top on, on the price of this bad boy, and this is going to be my monthly payment. So that, I had that monthly payment. I'm looking at that. But then I look at the down payment money I had to bring. I said, okay, so that zaps some cash. But the equity that I got out of the equation balanced out, so it never changed my wealth situation. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to give some additional clarity to this, y'all, because we keep talking about the word wealth. We believe one of the major disconnects with this money piece is there's like a thousand different definitions, a thousand different definitions of wealth, right? If I walk in a room whether I'm presenting to a thousand, two, one, hey, what's your definition of wealth? It's usually like, oh, I got to think about that. Like, what is my definition of wealth? How do you measure wealth? Right? I, if we level set and get focused on this, and goes back to Christina, what you said earlier about, um, you no, know, maybe I don't want to be a multimillionaire. I just want to be able to retire at a certain time we look at wealth as the point in time that you have enough passive income to cover your lifestyle expenses right lifestyle expenses right so if you have you know 5,000 coming in passively and your lifestyle expenses is 3,000 you have wealth so wealth is not the size of your nest egg right so when we when I, mean, I say I looked at our wealth situation our wealth uh, measurement when we bought the house, I know prior to buying a house, based upon our wealth situation, that we have about 14 years of wealth. Literally, I can tell you, actually, was like 13.9 years of wealth.
1: Based on the equity?
2: So, when we look at the wealth, we look at everything. So, we're looking at what we have in cash, what we have in investments, what we have in retirement, the equity in the business, the value of the business. So, think about wealth this way. If you were to stop doing whatever it is you're doing today, Mm -hmm. shut it down. So whether you're nine to five entrepreneur, whatever the case may be, if you shut it down today, how many years? Excuse me, how many years could you maintain your quality of life
0: without working a day? Without working a day. That's it. Oh, whatever you so guys. so
2: so I knew going into buying a house, we had thirteen point nine years, and when I plugged everything else back in, we still have thirteen point nine years, which I was like, oh. We're good. Yeah. It so it it wasn't overextending ourselves. It was like, oh, you know what I'm saying. We just kind of repositioned where our equity and where our value was. Right. So I share that with your audience is this: don't let people. And, and it's what we've been conditioned. is very antiquated. Is what we've all what what we've been taught. It's like, oh, you gotta have this huge nest egg. Right. You don't necessarily have to have a huge nest egg. You just have to have to have sources of income coming in to cover your lifestyle expenses. I've literally had a client who had over a million. He was a a, a retired um, pharmacist, had over a million, but was burning through about 10 to 20 grand a month. So, yeah, you got a million. Who wouldn't want a million dollars, you know what I'm saying, looking at staring on a statement, right? But at that rate, he's out of money six to eight years. And I've also had a, a married couple that they, they had 250 all in, but they had money coming in from pension plans, from real estate. Their budget was hella clean. They could tell you every dime, you know what I'm saying, that was going in and out, right? Hey, Perry, we only need $575 to maintain because the house paid off. We got utilities and, and, and we like to go you know, a bowling every once in a while, right? And they were wealthier than the pharmacists who had a million bucks because that's how we have to look at wealth. Wealth, wealth is a measurement of time.
0: Hmm, I, I, like gotta, I gotta my years guys. Um, I have so much homework. <laughs> I gotta go. How many years of wealth I have left? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just want to
1: know.
2: <laughs> wait, wait. Here's the deal. When I ask that question, right, and I, I, I pose it like, "So, if you stop working today," mm-hmm. How long could you maintain your quality of life? and I ain't just talking about the bare necessities, right like if you like to go over here to Brio and drink Bellinis on on, on outside <laughs> in the summertime, like, like and they are so, They're good. so good. It's so good if that's your jam and right. that's what you like to do every Wednesday, you need to factor that in, right? So you know I hear people say like, "Man, Perry, if you say it that way, man, I might have five years or I might have a year, and then inevitably it's going to be somebody in the room be like, "Psh, oh I, I, like, I, I got like tw- I got like 24 hours." <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for direct deposit <laughs> to hit right now, right. or bills ain't gonna get paid, for real. right? Yeah, so, and
1: that's a lot of people, and it's not to be—it's not to be like making fun of that. Yeah, that be distra- it's, because it's I think it's—it's it's coming to a place of really being real about yeah. where you mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Because I think this is also a culture of fronting all the time. Like you know, I got this, I got that. I'm driving a new car, but I'm living. Right. You know, so I think there has to be a, a moment of realness when you mm-hmm. ask yourself, like. If I had to look at, you know, if all of I couldn't work today, Shut how it down. how many like how long could I go? Shut it down. And so it's not to be like, you know, I got more money than you. It's more of like you got to be real with yourself at the end of the day.
2: And that's where that's where it comes into being an individual situation, yeah. right? Because if my monthly spend is a thousand a month for my lifestyle, right? I don't, need, I don't need them, I can go buy me two, two rental properties and be good, right? But if I'm out here overextended, right. spending 10 stacks a month, 15 yeah. stacks a month, and you out here on social media like, oh, I'm killing it, you know what I'm saying? I got the new this, da, da, da. Okay, if your business stopped today, how long would you be able to maintain that quality of life?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's different for everybody, but at the end of the day, it's, it's what do those numbers say? The numbers don't yeah. lie. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like Jay-Z said, you know what I'm saying? That moment of clarity,
1: right? right? It's so true. Well, Perry, I feel like we could talk to you forever about so many things. And I appreciate just, you know, the transparency that you always give to whether it's you're teaching a class or you're working with clients individually. Um, And I also, you know, where like... Where can our listeners, if they wanted to set up, I know you do consultations and things of that nature. Can you speak to a little bit about just what is your process and where can they find you?
2: Yeah, 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 for sure. So our, our process is pretty simple. Um, you can connect with us on social media, right? So LinkedIn, um, just my name, Perry Jeffries i um, pretty sure you can probably go to our website, PerryJerfries.com. You can go to uh, our other website, DiamondEquityAdvisors.com. Or uh, SoftFlex, you can just Google me. My contact information is going to come up, right? Um, and then, you know, if you're – let me say it this way. We're not the right fit for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm dope at what I do, but I'm not. I know I'm not everybody's flavor, yeah. right? And where we've grown our business now is we only want to work with clients – who want a long-term relationship, right? So if you're looking for transactional and looking for hey, what's a good cryptocurrency or a good stock idea or yo, what was that 40% you know commodity fund you was talking about? We in a good look, right. right? But if you but if you are genuine and about having and establishing a long term relationship, and you want to see if we're a good fit, definitely reach out to us. We don't charge anything for a consultation, and then from the consultation piece, we'll be able to determine if it's a good fit for both parties. Mm-hmm. Because again, you know, if if we're gonna start dating and, and eventually get married in this piece, yeah. it has to be a win win for everybody. right? You gotta be
1: ready to do the work.
2: You gotta be ready to do it because I'm gonna give <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give homework. I'm gonna give homework. Like, yep, here's your homework. Barry will straight up be like. I'm like, well,
1: here's all the documents. We'll, we're waiting for you. And I had told Mylene, I was like, "Yeah, we just finished." She's like, "Yeah, I still haven't done my worksheet yet. not trying to put you on blast, but yeah, we she, talked about this yeah, she put because me on it blast. is it is it's imperative that people understand, like you know, like when you contact somebody or you go to consult for services, yeah. like you got to be ready to put in the work yeah. because then you're wasting people's time. Yeah. And and so I. I appreciate that because, like, even in the work that we do every day with our consultants and just the organization we run, like, we're here to help. But if you're not ready to really like dive into the experience to really help yourself, like, we're here to guide you. We're here yeah. to advise. But I think it takes the place of you coming to terms in your mind. Like, I really want this. Like, it's one thing to say that, like, I want to create wealth or I want mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, uh, build a financial portfolio, but are you really like, and and kind of like, how are you doing that self check-in to where it's not, cause everybody's doing it. Oh, because you know, all my friends, they got a financial advisors. I think I'm ready, but like, but no, this is about you and your personal journey. And I think, you know, like I'm in my late thirties and my husband and I just met with Perry like a month ago. And I think for the longest, we were just like doing a little bit of what our jobs told us to do or what we thought that, you know, the right thing to do was as an entrepreneur. And then finally, I was like, hey, I'm done pretending that I have a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't. And I mean, I could look at my bank account. I could look at my credit. But I think it's important that we have to stop with this concept of, you know, we want to just be so Instagram or, Instant you know, the flex of yeah. of financial wealth and really saying like, okay, am I really ready? And I'm, am I really ready to put in the work? And I feel like you as a professional, that's something that, you really are, that's the expectation. So mm-hmm. if you're not, you know, I think that's just something you have to guide and yeah. figure out. Yeah. And
0: watch his videos, get on his calls. It's like, I also appreciate our uh, Perry that he does literally, I feel like a call or a training, like at least once a week. <laughs> no. I mean, I I'm like, man, in, I'm in, on this meeting. Like, so I'm so going to get on, I promise. I'll <laughs> be because so, I'll be signing up. Like I have to watch the replay now mm-hmm. because this meeting just got on the way of my training and I'm trying to make money, right? So. Yeah. I appreciate that you do give a lot of value. So for those of you that that are trying to figure out who Perry is, I mean, we can tell you we'll never recommend someone that we don't believe and trust in because we won't do that. But I've been working with Perry for years. And I recommend that you go to one of his trainings, one of his master class and those things that he does because you get to know him, you learn. And then you see other opportunities that you have and how you can really join. Right? Because I'm part of the cash flow group. And I love that membership. It's an online membership. You know, I'm, I, I'm busy, so I may not be able to join a call, mm-hmm. but I can go and watch a video. I can go watch, you know, get some other materials and kind of do it on my own time. Yep. And I appreciate that. And you did that because you cannot meet with a million people.
2: Facts. And thank you so much, uh, Marlene, for bringing that up because we do have a ton of content out there for everybody, mm-hmm. right? So, I, and, and I always forget this piece because marketing is not my jam, but definitely go on our YouTube. Like, yeah. I give it all away on YouTube. And what I tell folks is like... If you just want the information, go to YouTube. The information is free. Yeah. You pay me for the implementation. Right. The information is free. And when you're ready to implement that right, and get it customized for you, that's when you circle back to us and be like, yeah, I'm Let's ready. So, Let's Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. go get that information for real because that's what is out there. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Susan.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's peace of mind. So Christina mentioned it and I will mention it. I think sometimes we are listening to the wrong people because there's so much information. And you also don't know because your parents didn't help you because they didn't know better. So you are overthinking things and stressing yourself out to the ground when you can really just have a conversation and get some peace. I know that Christina and her husband had a lot of more peace Right, because I'm very abundant and positivity. My car's gonna be fine. And she's like, Yeah, we need to see the numbers. I mean, I'm I like, they need to then you should talk to Perry, right? <laughs> and the numbers really like brought peace to them to yeah. know that they were doing some right things and what they needed to do. And that eliminated that baggage and that and that burden mm-hmm. of overthinking and really thinking they were not where they needed to be or they were not on the right track. Yeah. So don't do it. Like this is why we brought Perry here. Now like, yeah. you have a resource. Go find the information and if you have questions, I'm sure by following him, he will probably answer some of those in his comments.
2: Or, or I have a video for you. Yeah, <laughs> or a video. so many yeah, videos. It's so guys. true. Because it
1: really brought peace to my husband. I think yeah, more so right. because like I said, he's not an entrepreneur. Yeah. So in his mind, me not working, a structured yeah, he's like, You just messing this all up for <laughs> retirement. Like he don't say that to me anymore. He's he's a lot like mm, so. How's this gonna work? Like he's learning over the years of how to approach me about money, yeah. but back in that he was like, you know, if you would just get a real job, you're like, man, this way, you know, we would be you're good. he's he right out here like really just you know. But I think him seeing that, and then we were able to plug in even like our retire our social security yeah, numbers. So it was yeah. like, it's a plan based off of real data yeah. and real uh questions, and so when he seen that. Uh, he was like, all right, yeah, this no is doubt. not a complete bus. We're no we're doubt. moving in the right yep. direction. Continue following your dream, Yeah, he's like, that's fine. <laughs> go ahead, go finish doing what you're doing. So but I, real quick as we um, and I just wanna ask one more quick question because yeah. I think it's prevalent to kind of, you know, as we're talking about so much so many different things, we kind of have that aha moment or we you know, experience something that really makes us think about a situation or a decision in a different perspective, knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. you know, the Perry Jeffries today, what advice would you have given your younger self in this whole entire journey of what you've built, what you have been able to contribute to? What would you just tell your younger self?
2: So many things. Okay, I'm going to make this concise just for time here. Um, I remember when I was an advisor, I had had an older advisor come to my office one day, and he said, hey, just so you know, you're gonna do well in the business, but you won't make your major money until you get married. And that stuck with me for the longest, right? And I was like, what are you talking about, right? So when I had my daughters, I thought my hustle game was, was, okay, oh, I gotta provide for my kids, okay, I'm grinding, right? Um, But when I got married and had a partner, and I didn't feel all the pressure was on me and I had a partnership, it was huge. So one of the first things I would say is, be very strategic and very conscious about who you partner up with. It's almost like a merger and acquisition of a company. If you have, if you think about yourselves, and I'm saying that you still consider love and attraction and all of those things, you, you gotta have that. But after you get past that piece, can I build with this person? Right. So that's huge in there because if you find somebody you can build with, even if you jack up and mess some stuff up, if you rocking with some money that you can build with, you can still win. Mm-hmm. So first thing is that. Uh, and second thing is not having a team. Being an advisor, you know, everybody look like, oh, you know what you got going on, you know what I'm saying? You're driving the Jag, da da da. you got these cribs, right? And I was just making money, you know, coming from Akron, I was just hustling. I was making money, I didn't have a team. And honest to God's truth, I have a client now who has over 80 rental properties and I believe like 60 of them are paid off. So his monthly income is bananas. He and I were sitting now talking. And we had the same number of properties in 2009. The exact same number, right? What did he do different that I didn't do? So I'm just now buying this house recently. I just got my first, this first time I closed a house since 2009, right? What did he do? So I'm on, I'm on property number one. He on property number 80. Mm. What did he do different? He'll tell you. He went and hired experts, Mm. he hired attorneys, he stroked a check for 10 stacks, and he got the coaching and the consulting that he needed. So when the market was going crazy, they did and restructured his business differently. The good stuff went over in that company, the bad stuff went uh, the good stuff went in this company, bad stuff went in that company, and he came out of that bad boy almost unscathed and actually better off, Mm -hmm. right? So i say this, and I guess it really comes down to just all-inclusive, build your team. Do not try to go make these decisions on your own. Life is not a life is not a solo sport. Business is not a solo sport. Your finances is not a solo sport. You know what I'm saying? After we kind of get the plans together for people, it's like, all right, moving forward. Do you need to connect with your? Do I need to connect with your accountant? Mm-hmm. Do I need to talk to your lender? Right? You know what I'm saying? Again, ongoing relationship. So really, I guess I'm saying, kind of pull it together, build your team. Don't think you got to go go about this by yourself. It is hard, and you will mess some stuff up.
1: Your we, home and professional team.
2: Facts. Right. Facts. That's facts. Build your team.
1: Well, Perry, thank you so much. We appreciate having you today. Maybe we can have you back next quarter, you know, just as a yeah, no check-in with you. No doubt. Um, but you know, as we here, as we're closing our, our this really powerful episode, yes. I feel like there's so much. Um, and let us know in the comments, kind of what was your biggest takeaway from today's episode, and um, we can definitely share those comments with Perry. Um, but as you always know, we like to close out each one of our episodes, but in an intentional way.
0: It's, it's big- bigger than, than you. you. Thank you so much for listening today. We're
1: excited and we hope that you follow us on Instagram, TruePrint for Life, a YouTube channel, also TruePrint for Life. And make sure that you share, 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 like, watch our videos. Make sure that you follow us on all streaming platforms.